0: TV, the podcast for the best shows on TV, and I'm Zach, and I'm Jake, and tonight is the the Walking Dead episode 603, uh, titled "Thank You," and I'm gonna go ahead and say no, thank you. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, the director, Michael Slovis, man, one of our best ones we do. Yeah, this guy's, guy's good. got Breaking Bad credits, Game of Thrones credits, a ton of Walking Dead credits. Um, oh yeah, really dig in. Yeah, this guy's good. Um, And the writer, another great one, um, Angela Kang, done a lot of really good writing for The Walking Dead and another example. Um, (laughs) So uh, I'm going to go ahead. Let's just do the opinion of the episode before we get into our huge debate, I'm sure. Uh, What were your thoughts, bro? Uh,
1: Thoughts on most of the episode were pretty good. I, um, I like the Rick stuff. I like the Glenn stuff. (laughs) <laughs> I, I didn't care much for the tagalongs in the party with Glenn.
0: The fluff, yeah.
1: Um, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that Michonne had to constantly berate these people about, like, no, we're not giving up. We're going to go. We're going to no, go. We're on your side. Blah blah blah. I feel like they have beat that point to death. So
0: yeah, the the antitrust is. I just don't see it being so much that they keep emphasizing it over and over again. I mean, if they were with Rick
1: at this at the exact time, you know, they were getting away with Rick, I could see where the mistrust would be. But Michonne and Glenn have given nobody any reason not to trust them.
0: Well, you know, you some people could say that, you know, that whole I overheard your conversation with Rick and some gonna kind of make it and leave him behind and da I mean I get that point. I do. I don't know. But like you said, I just it did kind of beat you down a little bit. Um overall I thought it was a great episode. Um I know there was some little things here and there that kind of like really. Um but I love that they were able to make it a full episode of them getting from point A to point B and realistically only what, two or three actually made it to point B. And it filled the episode to the point where I didn't feel like it was a ton of filler. It was actually good, suspenseful, had some good meat and potatoes to it. You learned a lot of new stuff. You got some background and some characters that I enjoyed learning about. Um, and so I really, really enjoyed it overall. Um, and I but will say did, that the first three episodes of this season is by far the best start to a season and Walking Dead, in my opinion. Did anybody make it point B?
1: Yeah. Where did, where know, did Michonne, Michonne and, and them get to?
0: And um, Heath made it to... Uh, Alexandria.
1: Did they? Because I saw a bunch of houses like burnt down. Yeah, that was there.
0: the tower, and there was the that was Alexandria. Really? Oh yeah.
1: Oh man, I totally missed that because I didn't see them go through a gate or anything.
0: No, it just showed them make it to the outside perimeter, where you know the eighteen wheeler had hit the tower and things were on fire. Oh man, stuff. I missed it.
1: I guess yeah. I just missed it.
0: Yeah, they made it. You know. Um, But everybody else was either, you know, zombie bait or something else, you know, walker bait. Okay. Um, But let's go ahead and get this over with. You know, let's get the debate down to the facts, okay? First of all, it took me every bit of an hour to get my jaw off the floor as well as to get, you know, pick my pen back up because of my anger, frustration, just outright disbelief. Uh, to see my man, Glenn, go down like that. Um, But golly, I mean, we received tons of feedback, uh, emails, tweets, different things of that nature. And... Everybody's feedback, 99% was about Glenn. I mean, we got very little about the episode itself. We got some things, Sam's good, this and that, so on. Um, And then, of course, we got all these theories. Bro, before we get into all that, what is your opinion? Is Glenn dead? Answer.
1: I'm going to say no. And my reason for no may not be a theory. Okay. my reason for no is Glenn is a beloved character from episode two on character. Yep. His death was not impactful enough. It wasn't shot well enough for me to get the feels. I was more angry at the way he died possibly, or just kind of upset with, why it didn't have the impact on me that I would have expected to see Glenn go down, which made me immediately think like, no way. No way they'd exactly let him go out you. without that feeling.
0: Yeah, like, I thought about this as like, you know, he's as big as character as anybody, you know, of your top three or four. I mean, you were talking about second episode guy. <laughs> and they would make this more monumental if this was really his, you know, his checkout, his ticket, see so you buy, whatever. You know, And I was on Facebook, and I was talking to guys, and I was like, you know, if you put this a different person, like this was Daryl, there's no way you'd let Daryl go out like this. You'd never let some other people go out this way. There's going to be something more to it where it's just so crushing and monumental and everything else. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, it was crushing, and it was. It was just such a shock. Just didn't expect and so on. And so I give them kudos on all that. And if he is dead, I, I'm just complete disbelief. And I'll continue to be angry. Um, but I'm with you. I don't think he's dead. Um, I think there's a reason that, you know, certain things were shot certain way. Um, and, you know, the the biggest thing that was a key to me was is that, you know, yes, you know, I don't expect him to die, third episode, without any kind of... You know, heads up, warning, anything. But they left clues throughout the episode and foreshadowing that made me think that there's no way this is the end. But they wanted you to feel that way, to have that anguish, to have this this ratings and all this buzz in which they have accomplished well. Um, and then to have, you know, two or three episodes before you actually find an answer. And I think this is just... I think this is great writing, great planning, great directing, and kudos to Scott Gimple. But here's the little details I wrote down. You tell me if you're something about that. Uh, You know, of course, Nick was on top. Um, I don't believe his expression. You know, when the zombies were tearing things apart and you see blood and guts and all that stuff, you know, his expression didn't speak to me of a person in agony. It speak to me of like a person who was afraid or realizing this is the end and he's surrounded and there's no way out. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: Um, In the same
1: way, I kind of felt like the impact wasn't great enough. I'll be curious to see how people react either way. You know what I mean? If Glenn ends up being dead, I'll be slightly disappointed because it didn't have the impact. If Glenn ends up being alive, I'll be slightly disappointed in the way they shot the scene. Because if they pull this bait and switch on you, right? Do you think they shot the scene well enough
0: to have pulled that off? Yes and no. Uh, My biggest struggle is, is that how can somebody get out of that to be alive and make it believable? That is my biggest question. I mean, realistically, if you're surrounded, I mean, even if you got under the dumpster, you know, some people, fan theory and so on, you would still be within arm's reach. And we all know that if you get, you know, scratched severely or bitten or wounded or, you know, by a zombie, you're toast. Does that mean that, you know, he's going to come out of that, but he's not necessarily unscathed and we're going to have to go through the slow demise of his death, and it'd be more awful, like a Bob death, you know? And I just don't see that for Glenn. I don't. Yeah. Here's my thing. Do you remember when Daryl and
1: them drove the van off the side of the bridge? Right. And it clearly flipped over onto its roof, judging by the filming, but then it landed on its all four wheels? Correct. When Glenn and Nicholas fall off the dumpster, they appear that they're going to fall just side by side. And they show Glenn hit the ground and you see him basically from the upper chest up right. and no one's on him. I know, you're right. But then you see the other shot kind of kind of angled down at Glenn's face and you see Guts being torn out and he's screaming and stuff. So if they try to say that, oh, that's Nicholas's body on top of him that they're tearing apart, I'm going to call it a little bit of BS because... Like I
0: said, I don't think it was shot well enough to pull that bait switch. I hear, switch. You. I hear you. Here's another part of that. When they fell off that dumpster, their head should be away from the dumpster and their feet closer to the dumpster. And Except when you go back and look at the scene where his guts are being pulled out supposedly. His head's right, his next, head's to right next to the dumpster, next yep. to a black bag and tarp lookalike thing and so on. And so his body position doesn't match how his body came off. The, you know, the dumpster, so I thought that was a little strange, but I think that also adds to the point of well, okay, well, why would they do that unless there's a purpose you know and so that was one thing I noticed as well because I kept free framing it and pausing it and see if there was any little tidbit that could show you know in my mind, this is what' that's gonna happen. We're gonna get two weeks down the road and we're gonna see something where you're gonna see the zombies feasting from above and then when you get closer, you're going to see, like, Glenn's hidden under the dumpster and they're finishing snacking on N- uh, Nicholas, you know, or something of that nature. And it's going to be real subtle like that and you're going to have this big relief and you're not going to care, you know, because he's still alive.
1: I feel like we're going to get one of those, like, Ninja Turtle scenes where you think something horrible's happened, but then you see the manhole cover. Kind of like being pulled shut, you know, as they go under into the sewer. I'm like, "Eh." yeah. I just, like I said, total props to the show for putting this in there and completely flooring the
0: audience. Man. When you watch Talking Dead, they had this little night camera up that had all the people in the crowd. When they showed this scene, there was this big old burly fellow like I am like that. He was tearing up. And people were just like, (laughs) oh, God, just grabbing their face and crying. My wife was crying. She was cussing. It was not pretty. It was just complete. And she, you know, the sad thing is she predicted it. She's like, she was over there like, something bad's going to happen. We're going to lose a major character tonight. And I was like, nah. Okay. Was it impossible to jump to the other fence
1: next to the dumpster with the with the woods on the other side?
0: You know, you know what actually going through my mind the whole time. Why didn't we just get in the dumpster? Or well, screw getting in the dumpster. I'm t- that fence was right there. Well, they made it look like that there were zombies on all sides surrounding. They were, but I'm talking
1: about a mini leap, and you're on that fence over there, and you're yeah. crawling into
0: the trees. It's a risk, man.
1: Oh, my God. You're standing on a dumpster completely
0: surrounded. Everything's a risk. You're right. You're right. Like, yeah. What
1: was your other plan? Throw Nicholas down and hope he distracts him?
0: Yeah. Do an, do an Otis. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's, yeah. that's your other option. Yeah. Because Glenn right. ain't going down. Yeah. How about Scott's, uh, Scott Gimple's statement on Talking Dead? That you'll see
1: him in some form or fashion? Yeah. I think it was all a big cop-out, to be honest with you. I think everything that i think chris hardwick knew i think everybody knows that he's still alive i mean the fact they didn't show him in the memoriam on talking dead uh gimple saying yeah he's he'll be around in some form of fashion if that many walkers were attacking him and eating him
0: there'd be nothing left oh yeah Hey, so mean, the only let, thing well, that could well, be is flash. Think about this. Remember Rick's wife, okay, in the prison, she was fully in devoured. Fully devoured. I mean, By we're talking like there was some hair remnants on the dude's chest. That was one one walker. Yeah. Okay. Glenn is the buffet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, there will be zero. There won't even be a smear of blood of left to him on that him or yeah.
1: Nicholas. The thing to do is we just show up. Zombies licking the
0: pavement at this point. I mean, him saying that he'll be around in some other capacity, the only option is a flashback. Or him as a walker. Or him as a walker, which I don't see that's possible because he's going to be nothing but a skeleton, not even that. I will say,
1: I don't think there's any way people come back to Alexandria and they're like, where's Glenn? There's no way Maggie's not going looking for
0: him. Oh, so here we go with that again. Reverse roll.
1: Is it going to be a Daryl running up on Merle as a walker and Maggie running up on (laughs) Glenn as a walker?
0: Oh, no. No. And you get the tearied. No. No.
1: Oh, as he, she has to put him down.
0: No, that ain't happening.
1: Or she goes full governor and like chains him in the closet. Oh, stop it. Okay. <laughs> stop it.
0: Whatever. Um, this was some of the feedbacks we got. Uh, Eric came in and said, no corpse, then it ain't true. So, okay. Uh, Matt said, there was just too many walkers. Get out of that alive. I think we agree with that. And David says, my only comment is effing Nicholas. So, there you go. Um, so, all right. We'll just have to see in a few weeks what on, happens.
1: On that point, though, I really like that scene where Nicholas turns, says thank you, and blows his brains out. I think that was really cool. Only the, problem is, blood spatter would have not hit Glenn directly in the face. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
0: The one thing, of the blood spatter hitting his face and the emotion and how it hits him. And that was speed, all great. You know, was amazing. And then you realize, wait a minute, did he turn as he shot himself?
1: Did he shoot himself with a
0: bazooka? Yeah, which would was that blow like his brain? Double hot, butt? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I know, but what a cool effect! Oh, it was, it, really was w- it was worth it, even though it probably wasn't plausible. It was so worth it. Oh, it, it was, was awesome. awesome. It was awesome. I was just like. The special effects, some of the things they did were really, really cool. And of course Nicotero down there as one of the zombies too. That was awesome. So uh,
1: just and I remember him saying he was gonna be in episode three actually. So Yeah.
0: So uh, that was really, really cool. Um As for the episode itself, to talk about everything, I kind of broke it down into like a 2 prong uh, episode. You kind of had the Rick with a sprinkle of Daryl kind of situation, and then you had Glenn Michonne and the fluff from Alexandria. Right. You know, two things. And let's talk about the Rick part because it's the smaller part. You know, Rick comes up with this plan um, right in the beginning of, you know, hey, I'm going to the RV solo. And the rest of y'all just get to Alexandria as fast as you can, blah, blah, blah. What did you, What did you think about this plan? I wasn't, when he, when he
1: said it, I wasn't exactly sure what he was going to do. I kind of thought about it after a while and it was kind of, I guess he was going to use the RV to block off or try to get ahead of the walkers that had broken free and try to get them back on track.
0: Correct. Yeah. He was gonna go get the R V and use it as a tool.
1: But why did he stop in the middle of the road and wait for them? Like what was he what was he doing stopping? I d I can't man, I just can't understand what exactly was going on.
0: I I really don't know. I don't know if he was just maybe he was where he thought he would intercept the herd. And so he was in position and so he was just waiting to hear from Glenn to get a status update. And what they were, what they knew, you know, positioning or something. It's the only thing that I could think of that makes sense.
1: I, maybe. You know, I, like I said, I don't think that was greatly explained.
0: Yeah, not real well thought
1: out maybe, but... Um, but I, I like seeing him running around. It was pretty cool to see him, you know, just sweating his tail off, breaking a knife off in his hand. You know, cutting his hand open.
0: Um. You know, there, the whole deal him going by himself was the only part that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. The, you know, uh, my wife was like, well, somebody else would just slow him down. And I was like, well, I guess. I mean, if you had to say you had three leaders, which that's what they had, Glenn, Rick, and Michonne, you would need at least two to get the rest of them through. Because they're useless almost by themselves, so I guess that's the, the the rationale behind it. I just I don't know. That just that's extra risky to me, but just my opinion. Yeah, uh, um, a little a little off. I guess. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I think there was a purpose at the end, the reason for him to be alone, and I think that was the why they went that way. And it kind of makes sense because it has a lot of symbolism to do with Glenn and the previous episodes and so on, and we'll talk about when we get that. Um, so how about this showdown of Rick running down the street and he encounters these three walkers? Um, and the one is the one we were really curious about and who I thought might be Nicotero was the one that had to slice down his face and the knife or whatever that large bladed weapon was stuck in his shoulder. Uh, pretty cool scene, wouldn't you think? Yeah, like I said, this is the one where he um,
1: breaks the knife off and cuts his hand and then immediately grabs the blade out of the, the walker's shoulder there and, you know, finishes him off. But uh, pretty cool, pretty well done, you know, because he didn't want to shoot and because he
0: wouldn't want to draw him closer to that spot. The uh, You know, you said it, but I thought the same thing at first. But, you know, he broke the knife off in the first guy, but that's not what he cut his hand. I watched it three times. You know what he did when the walker came at him that had the knife sticking out of his uh, chest? He put his hand up to brace him, and, it was, and the knife ran right across his palm and hit ah, him okay. as he pushed him back and then grabbed the blade out of him and then used it to kill the other two. And then you can see him pull his hand up and look at it. You know, Um, What is the significance of him cutting his hand like that? Because, I mean, they made a point to show it. They showed it a lot because if you're right,
1: and that thing's covered in zombie gore, and he cuts his hand with it, how is that any different than a zombie scratching
0: or biting you? That's what kind of goes through my mind. Um, But we both know... He's not going to die. And we both know that I doubt anything comes from it. But it is a curious question of why they would show that or have that. I I really don't know. There's got to be a reason for the future for it. You know, Um, there is that old theory that it means that he might have to cut the old hand off and kind of make it to the comic book, but I severely doubt that. I'm almost 99% that will not happen. It's also what Kirkman said was the biggest mistake he ever made. Exactly. So there's no way they would just recreate what he considers a huge mistake. No way. No, not with Um, all his remixes. So I'm not real sure what the significance was or the purpose, but... It is what it is. Um, I did like the little showdown. I thought it was pretty neat. It just shows you how much of a badass he is. He can how he can dispatch people and zombies and walkers without any problem. Um, speaking of dispatching people, uh, how about yes. when he gets to the r v you know um, of course, he goes to get to the rV and he takes it to his spot and he's trying to radio you know Glenn, but he's um, the wolves, the two wolves, and the one who picked the gun up yeah you know, I wow. was surprised to
1: see this pay off so fast
0: exactly I was kind of like wow we've already got a gun thing and how about my man um Rick you know diving across the dashboard as a couple bullets go by me uh, I mean, I mean it was it was like i it was impressive it was like I was watching the professional or yeah Hit this man was
1: a action movie
0: yeah that I was, I was sweet I was yeah I really really liked that part and uh and then, of course, the, you know, the hand-to-hand and the choking and the elbow. And then classic Rick Grimes greases them both, single shot with the anaconda. And, uh, <laughs> this was like some dirty, hairy type shit. No doubt. You know, they keep mocking that whole angle of looking at the gun, you know, and then this hand into his face and this look of bang, you know. And then turn bang. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just so like- cold and calculated and just – almost emotionless you know like just another body you know
1: but i think that is kind of where they're going with rick oh yes. Yeah. i
0: mean oh it's achieved it, it is it's it's there and there's, then there's, to pick up the ak
1: after he sees the others in the mirror and to just grease the size i
0: mean not even the an RV. attempt <laughs> not even an attempt to say you better get out of here or anything oh, no no it is Put 47 holes in the side of an RV <laughs> with an AK that has a 30-round <laughs> magazine, by the way. <laughs> because if you go watch that scene, there's a lot of daggum holes in that wall. That's one, a that drum one. clip. Drum yeah. clip. <laughs> so, um, you know, it was okay, though. It was awesome. You know, oh, I didn't care one you bit. Know, to make Swiss cheese out of anything, it was oh. pretty sweet.
1: Only thing I wish I would have seen was the outside view where the bullets are firing through on the people. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see them getting peppered, you know, yeah. and just, just tore to pieces, you know. Um, I would say that would be like, that was kind of a bummer, but it didn't bother me, you know. Uh, it could have been a little extra seasoning, but maybe AMC was like, okay, that's a little too brutal, you know.
1: Uh, after what I mean, they We could just watch showed. somebody
0: get their guts tore out. Yeah. But we can't watch somebody get shot to pieces with an AK. Mm,
1: they're always weird about that stuff. I know Except it. for certain things. You can easily watch a guy get his throat slit into a tub and get his head beat with a bat. No problem. But, show you bullets run through some people?
0: Nah. Nah. Yeah. Okay. But, um, so, you know, that was pretty sweet. Let, let's go, What's work, you know, the whole Daryl thing. Like, Daryl and Abraham and Sasha, um, well, they maybe have maybe 60 seconds of screen time this entire episode.
1: Yeah, and most of it was just quips of like Sasha saying,
0: "Yeah, Daryl." Yeah, you know, it's the mission. Stay on the mission, you know. And, yeah. and then Daryl has very little dialogue, but he's riding on the bike, and you don't know what he's doing or where he's going until the very end. And he just rejoins him. And so, no, he was, was very headed, curious. He was headed to Alexandria. But see, I was confused. My wife was confused. I talked to a few people on you know, um, online and stuff and they were kinda of like, Well, I wasn't really sure what he was doing, so I wasn't alone, you know.
1: Oh no, I think he was headed to Alexandria. I think I think he honestly cares about people like Aaron and you know, like you said in the last episode, you know, like getting people and new people is surviving, is doing the right thing. Absolutely. You know, so I think he cares about this community a little more than the rest of the people do. Right.
0: Um well let's work our way back over to Glenn and Michonne, Heath. I think the names of the people were Scott, David, Annie, and then the dude to talk smack about Rick and suddenly the ninja zombie gets his throat. Um I am that is one thing I'm frustrated with, and I think you're right here with I think you're with me on this. Everybody's got their back, they're talking, and all of a sudden you turn and somebody who's ten feet away is going, Ah, and you see his neck getting eaten. Who lets this zombie walk up without the leaves being rustled or not hearing the, uh, you know, something? It's killing me when they do this stuff. Yeah, I gr- I've
1: grown absolutely tired of the stealth zombie. <laughs> I mean, stealth. they're just ridiculous. It's like they're Dune and they're coming up out of the ground. Mm. I just, man, this this drives me crazy. Yeah, absolutely crazy. And. Enough. We get, it. we get it. The Alexandrians are inept. I mean just terrible.
0: Yes. They're fluff. There's no doubt.
1: But God man, come on.
0: Give us a small amount of credit. You know, when um what's his what's his nuts died in the first episode, you know, the one that was giving Rick so much trouble. He walked up to that tree and that zombie that walker was a like stuck a part of that tree. And that was so plausible in comparison to Stealth's walker coming up and getting this guy from behind, putting him down and then chewing his throat out. I mean, I I didn't I didn't get that either. I, it it was a miscue. I think it was more to serve the purpose of you talk smack about Rick, you die. And that's just it's almost walking dead law, you know.
1: Yeah, it's pretty much Rick karma. Yeah, <laughs> Rick
0: karma. I like that. Um so anyway, the uh, girl rolls her ankle, and so this now they're hobbling. Pathetic. And then they walk up to a situation where they got walkers in front of them, and they d- devise the plan of, "Hey, keep it silent. Let's get them da 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 da." And they do a good job of it. You know, the three, the main three, start attacking them and doing their stuff. Well, then you realize there's a lot more, and they're coming at them. And then the people pull the guns and start shooting. And no, then what, the
1: one guy who's scared yeah, of death. Oh, Sturges,
0: Sturges. yeah. Well, of course, he clips one of his own people. David, was that the guy's name? Scott. Scott got clipped. And, uh, and then he runs like a coward. And then in the process, guess what? David gets one that bites him in the back. Um, and so now you have a bum ankle, wounded, and a person who has a bite. And so... Your four Alexandrians are in one skirmish <laughs> runaway, wounded, bit, and bum ankle. Which they
1: should have shown a bone sticking out, compound fracture of the way she was handling a rolled ankle
0: yes walk it off I mean come on put some dirt on it and let's get moving this is life or death out here
1: (laughs) where's she sitting in the feed store just leave me Like you have a (laughs) rolled ankle (laughs) it's over it's over I mean can we get a fireman carry here (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) this is stupid I know those were the little things how crazy is it that the four sub characters of the seven man group something devastating happens in one scene. In one skirmish. <laughs> I mean, take oh, that yeah, back. I take it back. Annie Roll rolled ankle. her ankle on the way to the skirmish. Yeah. Let me just climb this <laughs> minor yeah. hill. Oh! I mean, give me a break. Those are the things I'm like, really? Uh, so, so tough. So tough. So anyway, and then it leads me into my next, really? So they get to this town, and evidently Nicholas, okay, this was the last person he was there. And they say, let's see if one of these cars can get us back. Hmm. This bothered me. Okay, this town, this car's been sitting there for at least a few years. Got hoods up, dust, debris, different things of that nature. I do believe a car would have already been... Taken or used or anything, anything that's there, there ain't a battery one that's got a charge even to turn a turn a light on, much less turn the bat, turn the motor over. It would have
1: been damn good advertising for a, you know, some Duracell or something. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah, come on, <laughs>
0: the Energizer Bunny makes it across the screen or something. Give yeah. me a break. I mean, just this whole let's look for a vehicle to get out of here. My Optima battery. Yeah, uh, God. <laughs> I mean. That right there was a miss to me. That was a like complete, no, no. Nah, nah. And let's go ahead and be honest with ourselves. Fuel has what like a six month shelf life. I mean, even in a vehicle, a car, we're we're on the verge of fuel being no good anymore on any vehicle that's still in production. Yeah, use. I'll
1: give it that stuff though. A, a car can run on you know
0: shitty gas for yeah. a while. So, but them, them batteries ain't going. They no. I mean, come on. But seeing this town was pretty cool to get some of this background and to show you more and tell you more about the things that happened there under Nicholas's leadership, where evidently they just left people hide and that was common. Um, they, well, they come upon this guy, what's his name? Will. And, you know, Nicholas, you know, stabs him in the head and he talks about him and, then you know, people ran off. And of course they ran into the remnants of Sturgis who end up being the afternoon delight meal for the zombies. Um, it just uh, it, it was kind of cool to hear that kind of stuff, um, you know. And even before they got to that town, we got to get the little we got the whole deal about David, you know, and his new wife Betsy, um, and talking about how you know they saved me. I was in a dark place, you know. There was some relatability with uh, Michonne. Uh, this
1: completely mimics her and Andrea. Yeah,
0: it was it was really cool to see that you know you can come back from the brink. There is an option. Even though this guy is talking like this when he's got a mortal wound to his back, you know, I thought that was kind of like wow. Um, but you know, he talks about you know I met her on the way in, and Aaron brought me, and all this stuff, and it was it was a really cool connection, and I appreciate they were able to write that in there because it also set up a lot for the whole writing a note on the toilet paper and yeah. a note on the hand, you're gonna make it, and all that stuff. And it just shows you the crushing reality that no, you're probably not, you know well, there's no promises, yeah in this um I don't know, I really like this guy,
1: yeah, I hate I that, hate that he's gone already, yeah, I kind of do. I think this guy pulled his weight pretty well for an actor, and you know his writing was good, and
0: well, you know, he was one character who was not complaining. <laughs> He was an Alexandrian who did not complain. Think about it. Nick complained. Scott complained. Andy complained. Everybody complained. This is
1: a non- Alexandrian. He was pulled from the outside. That's correct. He actually has experience. And right. So
0: there you go. Um, yeah. So he would have been a guy. I would have liked develop into a prominent character. I would have liked to seen him be the
1: the medium between Rick's group and Alexandrians to say, "Hey, guys, I've been with y'all for a while." Y'all have accepted me. Understand that I was worse off than these guys were. You know, give him a chance. You know, like have him. I'd like to see this guy have a yeah, big role. let him
0: be the liaison for the future of Alexandria. Uh, I'm right there with you. Um, so anyway, while they're together in this pet store, they devise the plan that Nicholas and Glenn are going to go and create a new diversion or distraction for the herd to not go towards Alexandria, to be the heroes. Um, and then the rest of them are going to make a break for it, and they're going to back together. Uh, This is another separation plan, um, which, unfortunately, we know does not go well, but did you like the plan? I thought the plan was good. Um,
1: I still think it would have been better off if Glenn was by himself, because this is where Glenn shines.
0: That's what I I thought, too, because as soon as it said, Nicholas, I'm going, I'm going to do it, I was like... Boom! There it is. There's the flaw. That's gonna. That somebody's gonna lose a life over this. Yeah, because I didn't
1: see why they needed a certain building. I think most of these buildings would have gone up pretty easily with a
0: flare gun and some paper or whatever. Yes, I'm with you. I don't understand why it necessarily had to be that exact building. Um, and then how coincidental that it's already burned down. Is that not kind of random?
1: well it makes sense that this is the place that could have gone up super easy you know but alright here's my issue like I said I liked 99% of this episode when our people leave and they're out on the street and they look to their right and it's six or seven zombies it's like oh can't go that way look to your left Four or five zombies can't go that
0: way, so they go straight, right? Right. What
1: has happened?
0: Why Why are we that weak that we can't go, okay, there's four. I can just run through those, no
1: problem. Do you remember when Daryl and Aaron were stuck by the semi-trucks in the car? Remember that? Yes. And they get out, and they're just like running amongst that horde of zombies Just like, can't touch me. You're it. You're it. Tag yeah. you know. They're just kind of juking and jiving. Yeah. And like shoving them and stuff like that to get through the crowd. You know, Morgan's bashing some in the head and stuff. Yeah. But basically, they just kind of rush out of the. They just big bob and mob. weave. Yeah. Dude, seven zombies. You got somebody with a samurai sword that can slice through three of them without blinking. Like, just have Michonne run ahead, hack these dudes up, and it's like, okay, we'll go this way.
0: I'm with you, bro. I'm totally. I guess they were just looking at it. Well, she's why she's hacking a few of them that one or two might get to the rest of them. And they're that weak. I just don't see that. Or Michonne, go your classic style.
1: Cut the arms off of them, the jaws off of them. Chain them to yourself and start wandering your group through the through the vial there or oh, something. Man, use the pet. I just. I'm, I look, I'm just. I know how much of a badass Glenn, Michonne, and Rick are. Rick showed it. Rook took out three of them like they were just nothing with a knife. Yeah.
0: You know, took well, on real he people. Out one with a knife and then was able to improvise and kill two others.
1: Right. He also killed five people. Live people. You yeah. know, without a scratch. Yeah. Don't tell me Michonne and Glenn can't hold their own against seven slow-moving walkers.
0: I, I hear you, bro. I mean, definitely Michonne. I mean, she's got a... Long reach ultimate weapon that she is highly efficient with. There is zero excuse for her not to be able to go through four or five easily to get the group through. And these are all rotters. Yeah, slow shamblers. Yes, like
1: nasty ones though. You could throw a rock at their head and they like burst <laughs> like a watermelon. the
0: raisin pop. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, dude, I I've got to see better danger for these people.
0: Yeah. All right, so let me ask this: Why this just, just popped in my mind before we get any farther? Nick, do you remember when he was in the forest, in the woods, whatever? And he kind of had this sudden pause, and like they had this little sound, like he was having a hallucination or he was losing his mind. And it attack. happened again when he was in the city, and then it happened, you know, kind of right when he gets ready to end himself. What was the purpose of these?
1: Oh no, I think they're basically showing you. What happened on that run where the rest of his people died and they left? They're basically showing you his panic attacks, his anxiety. When, you know, when the shit hits the fan, What this is what happened. He freezes up. Right. And, it's, and th- if you ask people that have anxiety attacks, this is what it's like. They, sell, they talk about how it's just ringing in their ears. They can't hear. It's almost like being shell-shocked, you know? Right. And, like, crowds make them feel claustrophobic and you like can't focus and you want to cry and you want to just ball up. Right. So, and I've known several people that have high anxiety like that. And when you see it on the screen, I thought they did a pretty good job of,
0: okay, well that, that kind of helps me. I was really curious because you know, there was this whole theory that, you know, maybe this was a hallucination and all this was false, but I just don't see that. No, at all, not even on my radar. Now, before they separated to go to this feed store, there was this little scene that had me real curious, and I think it's one of those foreshadowing moments that there's a reason they showed us, is that Glenn comes up with this plan to separate, we're gonna go do this, and he goes, wait, I need a minute, let me do something. And he gets on his knees by himself and he pulls out that watch that Herschel gave him, and um, you know he's pulling out a knife and like that, and then it kind of cuts away. And then the next time you see it, they're outside running in the city. What was the significance of showing that part right there where he's on there doing stuff and pulling things out and so on? What what was that for?
1: Well, he had a backpack or something, right? Yeah, he had a bag that had some goodies in it. Okay, well, when he's running with Nicholas, he doesn't have that bag anymore. I think he left that bag somewhere, maybe with like a note to Maggie or something like that. You know hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like Like with the idea... When the herd's all cleared out, I'll come back for this if I'm alive. But if I'm not,
0: when Maggie comes looking for me, she'll find it. Because he, he would assume that she would. Go, he would go back to the pet store because that's where they were all together. You know, maybe like where he took refuge. Right. So I think, I think it's possible he so left There's a dear John letter in there. Well, or just you know he didn't want the watch to get lost or whatever yeah you know? okay or, or not dear john but a, a goodbye um okay all right well that's that's but that kind of goes to the point of he didn't make it yeah i'm
1: i'm 100 okay you know not okay with it but considering the fact that he may be dead and i'm also 100 percent considering the fact that he
0: may be alive right you know but we're we're hoping for one thing. But yeah, I mean, I guess I can get those point. Um, all right, so Michonne and his group, they get stuck to a fence. They all make it except for old David, which I guess was a good thing because he was already dead per se. Even yeah, though, it's like we said, we up, up to the point to make, where
1: they just watch him get eaten without
0: stabbing him in the head. Yeah, or in the I was heart. Like, why don't you put a bullet in him and just where he's not? Where don't waste a bullet, Michonne. You have a sword. Yeah, I thought that was kind of strange, too. Like, put him out of his misery. I mean, he's right against the fence. He's just screaming. And yeah. they can't get to anything vital
1: on him, so he's not dying fast. They're just eating this dude. Yeah.
0: And then, of course, just the salt and wound of the the whole note on the ground with Betsy getting stepped on and stuff. Did you think Michonne was going to reach through and grab it? Yes. I was like, she's going to reach down there and grab it real quick so she can actually give it a, nah, feet, smash. <laughs> see, that. I mean, come on. Wow. Yeah, that was tough. And then to see when they're walking down and she looks at her hand and just kind of smudges it and rubs it against her pants to get rid of it. I was like, dang. Man, it was brutal. She
1: didn't even want the reminder of it. Yeah. Like, but you know what? not even a memory. Uh, what was the dude's wife's name?
0: Betsy. 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 Is Betsy even alive? You know... I so wish I had gone back and looked at this the uh, episode to see episode 2 to see if Betsy was one of the ones that got toasted, you know. Was Betsy the chick wasn't the spaghetti maker? No, no, okay. no, no. You know who I'm thinking Betsy is is the one that was hiding in the armory closet that has the gun. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe okay, that's yeah. Betsy. Glasses chick yeah, you know, um, maybe that's the only one I can think of that they've shown enough of that you would have a connection to because the other ones are toast. The smoker chick, that took the machete to the head. All right, and so we got of, Doctor Lady, Armory chick. Yeah, and then there was, um, and there was that girl that the aphid guy slashed and you know Carol finished off. I was talking about the ones that are alive. Yeah, well, no, the, you know Denise is the doctor. And so the only one I could think of is Betsy would be the armory girl. So really, Michonne could get back to Alexander and be like, where's Betsy?
1: I need to tell her something. Oh, yes. Betsy's uh, cutting to pieces over there on the
0: driveway. Yeah. Oh, Betsy, uh, she's already at the burn pile. Yeah. yeah. There's
1: this guy with his axe, and he was just like lopping her limbs off. <laughs> yeah. So it's better he didn't come. We found <laughs> Betsy
0: everywhere. Yes. Really, the zombies did him a favor. Because he had seen that, he'd have been done. Um, I will say there was a milestone here. Um, this was one of the first times in a long time, if ever, that we had all black characters survive. Yeah, I was really surprised
1: to see a dude that got shot in the leg to live. A guy got shot in the leg. This was not a good look for feminism, by the way. <laughs> a chick with a rolled ankle just gets mobbed by walkers. Yes. You can't even walk down the sidewalk without falling. I know it, But man. a dude with a bullet in his leg just
0: tuffs it out, climbs a fence. Yeah, yeah. And jumps down, takes the pain. You know, home girl that fell on the sidewalk and gets eaten, I will tell you that at least she goes out with a bang. I mean, she rolls over and she's smoking them. Pow, pow, pow. It takes two or three out before they get to her. But
1: No, I think she should have felt better for the group and just thrown her gun behind her. And said,
0: take my gun. <laughs> whatever. I'm like, lost. <laughs> whatever. No, 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 no. And if she oh. really
1: cared, <laughs> she would just save the ammo for the people who could walk. The people who could walk more than a mile an hour.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. Shut up. Good gosh. All right. Anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we're, we're at. We're with Glenn, and we're with, uh, you know, Nutless Nick there, and we're stuck at the dumpster. We check the fence, there's zombies there. We check the other side of the fence, there's zombies there. There's barbed wire on top of the fence. You turn around, there's 40 of them coming at you. You know, uh, they decide to pull guns and knives when they're, like, literally five feet from them. You know, I was kind of surprised at that, too. I was like, well, you know, maybe. Pick a side, shoot your way through that side, and start running. Yeah. Like right, we're, said than done. We're going left and just
1: start blazing left <laughs> yeah. and run,
0: dude. What are you gonna do? No, no. It's a straight Otis moment. If Nick. you, there he is. All right. So where's he going
1: after that? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Seven of them, eight. Nick. And now the other thirty-seven are coming yeah. for me. <laughs> well, no. You mean- what you did to do is you jump on the dumpster and then you jump into the woods on that fence beside you. Yeah. Watch. All this is great theory, but... Or, get behind that dumpster and start shoving that thing down the street, just blasting into those zombies. <laughs> nah. Do you imagine this? Nick, get the that dumpster. Both guns just... As he's like pushing the Desperado dumpster from behind. style? <laughs> yes! I mean-
0: Oh, come on. Dude,
1: like some double impact type shit. He'd shoot himself by accident. <laughs> Give me a break. He's got the lid resting on his head. He's just double. going, caw, 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 caw,
0: caw. <laughs> You pulled out of the, Was that a Claude Van Damme? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. What, late 80s, early 90s? Yes. <laughs> oh, my yes. God.
1: If this was the Expendables, Glenn would be in the back pushing the dumpster on wheels, mowing down zombies as he's in the front. Just I don't know. He, he's, pow, push, pow, pow, uh, pow. he's
0: pushing it with his back. And shooting while, you know... Yes. Back to
1: back, pushing the dumpster, making his path. Just crushing it. I'm going to throw up. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, I need to rewrite these episodes.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. That's our our new position is editor and correction. Um. Okay. The end of the episode, yeah, you see Daryl kind of go back to the group. Uh, You know, Sasha and Abraham, that's all good. But then you see Rick, and he's sitting there... And the significance, a lot of people were talking about this, and I kind of caught it too, is he goes to start the RV, it doesn't start. So he's stuck. He's there. And, you know, the he's trying to get on the radio with no answer. And it's just kind of like that moment of he's stuck in the tank, and Glenn comes to his rescue. And he's stuck in the RV, and he's radioing for the guy, and we're perceiving that he ain't coming. And then, of course, you see the herd appear, and you know, there was a little bit of symbolism there, and then, of course, the whole, when they're on the radio transmission, you know, he calls them dumbass, like he did in the second episode. So there was symbolism there. You know, there was a symbolism of pulling carrot baby food out of the dude's pocket. There was symbolism there. You know, there was the foreshadowing of not knowing whose blood you're covered in. You know, like, you know, are we talking about Heath, because he was covered in somebody else's blood, or were you talking about that was Glenn? You know, he was was he covered in his own? Nicholas zombie? Who knows? You know, there was a lot of little details, symbolisms, foreshadowing going on. Do you think it amounts to much, or do you, do, or will, will it have a payoff, or was that just homage to other things from previous seasons? I think it's a little mix of a lot of stuff, uh, maybe a little bit of everything.
1: I really like the part where Rick pulls the baby food from there, which means he knows they came from Alexandria.
0: Yes, and I did like that. that. And that gave gave him
1: the urgency, like, I gotta get back, I gotta get back. You know, what's up with
0: Carl? What's up with Judith? I gotta get back. Well, you know, in the episode, what I thought was really curious, we're doing it for them. I believe they can handle it. I believe that we have to believe that they can handle it. We have to do what's best and keep the herd going. That kind of surprised me. Because, you know, usually he, he's running back to go get his own, his own family taken care of, and he's not this time. Well, I think he knows
1: if they go back and take care of whatever situation it is, they're not going to be able to face the horde. Correct. So it's you have to stay on point, you know what I mean? And, the, and you see at the end, right, Rick's stuck. Walker's coming from what looks like three sides. They left one side conspicuously open. Um, I don't care what this is. I don't care if it's a herd of herds coming at him. In the woods, Rick can outrun these things.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there, man. You, you know, just gave you him can, a minute you can get to sit a down. Nice light jog and get away from any of them. A light jog will.
1: Dust these walkers. <laughs> yeah. Dust. They're not Jason Voorhees. No,
0: not at all. So, yeah. So then you see the walkers coming and it does the whole aerial shot and pans out. And that's the end of the episode. And that's when I finally decided to get my gumption back and start taking notes and watch it again because I was still angry. But anyway, um, we get the preview for the next week. Um, like I said before, the feedback-wise, I mean, I could sit here and tell you everything, but everybody has the exact same or something similar, and it's all related to Glenn of theory of this, no, I don't believe that, this is how it'll be, and they were all around the same two or three things. It was either we're going to see him again as in flashbacks, we're going to see him again because he's unscathed and he was under the dumpster, we're going to see him again because somebody comes in and does a rescue that diverts their attention which i have a hard time believing if they're chowing down that they're going to get up and leave that um uh there is that small fraction that say it's a hallucination or that we'll see him in another form which means that you know we'll have the whole he's a zombie or maggie's having dreams (laughs) about him and he's still in the you know that way so ghost uh, Glenn, do i Ghost Glenn. Ghost Glenn, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Ghost Glenn. (laughs) I like that. I'm here to uh, haunt you, baby. I don't think we're going to get the answer for at least two weeks. Um, The preview lets us know that episode four is going to be a 90-minute episode, um, and it is going to focus on old Morgan. Uh, I think we're actually going to get the entire backstory or the flashback episode of where he was when we left him on the episode called Clear uh, to where he is now, um, which some people were excited about. I'm excited about. Uh, some people are not. Um, I think some of that anger might be just because I want to know what's going on with Glenn, but um, as I've said before, I want to see how he becomes Donatello. and uh, I do too, but I'm chomping at the bit
1: to figure out what's up with Glenn, what's up with Rick. You know, what's up with the the herd with Daryl and, you know, Sasha and them. Right. What's up with Michonne and Heath making it back and seeing the devastation.
0: I don't know, I feel like it's a weird spot to put this in. Well, I think it's a good spot just because that is what's going to make you just be salivating to watch the next episode after that one. All right, so do you think we're going to get 90 minutes of Morgan, or are we going to no, get, get an hour of Morgan and 30 minutes of New? Here's the deal. here, The 90-minute episode, and this is what it's called. It's called Here's Not Here is the title of the episode, mm-hmm. and its description is written as Morgan's backstory about where he's come from as well as Alexandria meets a new character while having trust issues. So I think we're going to get at least an hour of Morgan, but we're also going to get some Alexandria stuff um, and meet whoever our new character might be. So, And I have zero idea who this could be. Um, maybe, you know, my first guess is, is is that the wolf that maybe Morgan killed or didn't, he's still alive, and that's the new character they're interpreting or talking to or something. I give that about a 10 to 15% chance. I think we actually meet a just completely new character, and your leader's not there, and your badasses are not there, and people are indecisive about how to handle it.
1: Yeah, especially when you just said people come in and wreck your joint
0: exactly because you really don't know what to trust or think of now
1: well good that makes me happy that it's not going to be ni- 90 minutes of morgan i love morgan i think it's great i look forward to seeing his backstory but i don't want to see 90 minutes of it i like yeah. to see 60 and 30
0: i agree i agree and of course they're probably going to have some inflated commercialing and everything else considering okay. but um yes definitely looking forward to it can't wait um do you think we'll get any kind of answer on glenn next week no i don't think so i don't think so either and i actually believe we might not even get an answer until another week after that it's it's just it's possible it's really i mean you just never know they might leave that hanging and and do like to do the whole carol thing where she's gone several episodes and then reappears or um what do you think is going to be the best way to show glenn if he's alive
1: Just where he shows up randomly and saves the day and has to just tell you what happened?
0: Or are they going to show us what happened? You know, me being the detail-oriented guy, I want to see something as plausible. Don't tell me what you think is plausible. I want to see it.
1: Well, here's my concern. My concern is they did not shoot that well enough. Like I said... To, to me, to make it look like Glenn had an out. Yeah, so, I agree. So, in a way, I'd almost rather see Glenn come in as a surprise savior or something like that. And then tell me what happened. Because, like I said, I don't think they shot it well enough to go back and clearly show things that are a little out of place, you know, and him get away. Right. I don't think they showed a good enough exit for him. No, I don't think so either. Even if Nick was laid completely on top of them, like they were stuck to each other, they're through Nick to him. Yes.
0: The most plausible that I could guess to see would be believable is one of two things. He slides under the dumpster and rides it out until something attracts the zombies away, or something comes in and saves the day that makes them stop eating... And he's able to come out of that. Only two things I see. Yeah. Everything else just seems like yeah, no way. Yeah, I don't know.
1: That's why I almost figure like I'd rather hear him a good written moment of him
0: discussing and talking about it. Yeah, he looks at her and goes, you know, he just he's talking to Maggie or they have their moment and saying that I was gone until i realized they weren't eating me and i was able you know but can you imagine like the ptsd you would have from that god yes when you're sitting there looking and you're thinking it's your guts getting tore out
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah he he would
0: probably think a lot like the rest of us were were watching the show cussing at that time yeah i don't know but anyway uh man love the episode glenn we have hashtag hope that you're still alive um and so that's what i've been riding with all week but other than that man just looking for the next episode uh, y'all guys can always reach us at bleed podcast at gmail.com as well as at bleed podcast we're also on facebook um really appreciate all, a lot of the emails and so on um a lot of the facebook chatter and twitter chatter and um Keep sending it to us. We, we, we love to talk about it and put it in. Um, and other than that, I don't see anything else, bro. You? No, I man. I'm,
1: I'm well, guys, smart.
0: this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And we're just going to call it a night. See you all next week.